0: audio hello welcome to breathe the stress less podcast i'm bonnie gray your soul care guide for this time that's designed just for you It's such a wonderful opportunity for us to just pause and rest because out in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, Jesus whispers, come rest with me. I'm so happy that you get a chance. Pause together. We have a very special treat today. I have one of my best friends, my soul care sister, who I met in my 20s. During a time in my life that was very difficult, and yet because of that friendship as sisters in Christ, my soul was refreshed. And we're going to hear a bit about her story because she's coming to us to visit together from Croatia, Eastern Europe. So just relax, get a cup of tea as you're easing your way into the evening, or maybe you're starting a fresh new day, and let's consider what is it that can give us peace? And how can we experience more of God's peace? What is that for you? That's my question for you today, sister. Where are you feeling that longing for peace? And how is God inviting you to experience it? And we're going to talk about some of the obstacles, some of the resistance and the daily stressors that keep us from experiencing that peace because that's just what it's like on this side of earth isn't it so just relax and let's just consider what god may be inviting you to experience his peace we're going to hear a word from our sponsors and we're going to just ease into our advent reflection for peace Well, friends, I just want to invite you to pick up a copy of my latest book. It's called Breathe 21 Days to Stressless and Transform Chaos to Calm. Well, I always start with a story. And so today's story, I want you to think about your story and invite our friend Sandra. Sandra Sharp is a missionary for crew. And that's another way of Hearing Campus Crusades. How many of you know Campus Crusades Ministry? Well, they're called Crew now. And Sandra, I met her in my 20s when I came back during this time in my life from Hong Kong. I was a missionary in my 20s. I don't know if many of you know that, but it was a time in life that was very disorienting because I was single. I was going into my 30s. And I had no idea what God's plan was for my life. And I had to take care of my mother. My mother, she was single since I was seven years old when my father left. And I'd been carrying that burden since I was a little girl to take care of my mom. Now, what's interesting about Sandra and her husband, Nolan, at the time they were in the U.S., were both in the internship program at Peninsula Bible Church. We were Getting ready to be sent out in ministry. And she and her husband, Nolan, we were all in our twenties. They were the only couple that invited me into their home to have dinner together as a single woman into my stepping to my thirties. A lot of people were busy with their families. And for those of you who may be single during the season of your life, you know, the holidays can be a challenge. Those of you who are moms, it's also a challenge because we feel a sense of maybe loneliness, even though we're taking care of everybody else. We have a sense that we have a place inside us. And so Sandra, she reached out and she invited me over. She asked me about my story. She asked me about my story and I felt seen for the first time. And I get emotional because all of us long to be seen, don't we? All of us long to be seen, that little girl in us. And so that's the part of me that connected with Sandra. So, Sandra, I just really want to ask you, what is it about your story? Because you grew up in Croatia and I grew up in San Francisco, Chinatown, and yet I just felt seen by you. Sandra, I want you to share a little bit about your story and maybe why. This is the first time I'm asking you after over 20 years of friendship. Why do you think that? What is it about our stories? In your story particular, the little girl in you that understood about the heavy burden of responsibility, because peace is about finding that space of rest. So I'm curious about your story, Sandra.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. My story um, has to do with being having a mixed background of two nations that were at war. And I just recently was thinking that it felt like being having parents who don't like each other. So growing up, being having parents, my dad was Croatian, my mom's Serbian, they loved each other. But as the war happened and developed in what used to be Yugoslavia, I felt like I didn't belong anywhere because you had to choose sides. War makes you always choose sides. And I couldn't. That was very difficult for me. And I think I didn't even realize the depth of my own story when I asked you about your story. I think I'm coming to terms with it now, how it affected me and the things that I'm learning about myself now. I'm discovering all the different coping mechanisms that I developed during the war that I'm now learning to let go of. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, even as Sandra speaks, that concept of being at war and having to choose, what does that look like in your life, friend? What are you having to choose between? What is that battle? And Sandra, I'm just curious, what is it that you feel you're coming to terms with? Because even as you speak, I'm remembering how I felt because you grew up in that kind of war-torn place feeling torn. I felt so free to talk with you about feeling torn, that having responsibility of taking care of my mom, that identity as a daughter, and yet feeling like my own life, I I didn't know what it is that I wanted for my life. And it was a very scary place to share that because, you know, as Christian women, sometimes we feel like we're afraid to share the places that we feel torn. And yet I just felt free because I felt you understood that pain. And so I'm curious, even now, if you can share a bit and you're feeling comfortable, I I know we'll all relate because we're all on the same journey of faith growing into our identity as God's beloved daughter. You know, what are those areas that you feel that you're coming to terms with, even as we step into this holiday season?
1: One of the things that this has been a difficult year for me, because some of the coping mechanisms that, that kept me going during the war, they, I kept... Uh, living like that because it seemed good. And I recently read somewhere, I think Henry Cloud said, like coping mechanism is like wearing a, a winter jacket in the summertime. It helped you at one time, but it stopped being helpful when that situation is over. And for me, it was uh, being independent and self-sufficient. And now I'm 51 And so I've been living like that for the last 30 years, not even aware of how it was wearing me down. So this summer, when my life just kind of collapsed, I realized how all of this was emotionally hard for me. I was trying to bridge two nations that didn't want to be friends. And I'm also trying to bridge people and their God and creator as a missionary, like, being bridge, when people don't want to use you as a bridge, is so difficult. And I think I was just trying to be brave and not realizing that I'm taking too much, that I'm carrying too much, and that it's not my burden. It really did exhaust me. I felt like everything fell apart. And a part of me was felt so humiliated because I... Pride in myself in always being able to do what I wanted to do. I never really learned to listen to my body. My body was always my slave in a sense that it did what I wanted it to do. And this summer, my body said, Enough. And I felt so humiliated. But at the same time, I felt such immense peace because God was pleased with me for doing nothing, absolutely nothing. It was very disarming. I didn't travel with my family to America as it was planned. That was a very difficult decision.
0: And for our listeners to understand, that was very significant because that was part of
1: it's every two years, right, Sandra? Yes. Yeah, but it's been four years. Oh, four years. It's been four years because of COVID. Okay. We didn't travel during COVID. Yes, that is very significant. And, uh, and our younger son was turning eighteen during that trip, so we weren't gonna be together. And he was visiting different colleges because he's he's a uh, senior in high school now. So,
0: what inspired you to make that very brave decision? And as our listeners are listening, there there is a decision God's inviting you to make that's for your well being and peace. And I want to illuminate that moment for you, whatever that is, as Sandra shares, what is it that allowed you? Because it was both a relief and yet also a difficult, what you called humiliating experience. And yet you followed the voice, the loving voice that was calling you to stop
1: and rest. Tell us a little insight into that moment. It was very difficult, but it was clear to me that God really wanted me to stay and that, but in my body, my spirit was always willing, but my body was just taking the lead and my body needed no activity, just rest, being alone and not try to plan, always scheming something or always thinking, what could I do next? What's my next step? What, how am I going to reach this group or that group? How am I going to help? And all of that ceased.
0: Amen. Wow, that's beautiful. Well, friend, you know, I, I love that we're kind of taking a pause at this place because sometimes we want to wrap things up in a bow. And yet Jesus says, Come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And we need to remember that Jesus continued to say, Learn from me, and you will find rest for your soul. Take my yoke upon you, for I am gentle. For my yoke is easy and light. And friend, maybe this is a beautiful invitation for you to follow. That what is light? What is something that you can release yourself from so that you can rest? And that that in itself is something beautiful. That in itself is peace. Well, as we move into this next Section of our Advent reflection, Sandra and I are going to read a beautiful place in time in God's story. And we're going to kind of jump into a time machine together with Jesus opening the door to this time machine and saying, Come, let me take you back to this time and this one place. You know, Jesus came to a real place, a real location. So where you are in your story, Is very important to Jesus. He wants to enter into your story now as it is. And we're going to look at Mary's story. We're going to step into Mary's story where God intervened. And I want you to just rest. And as you listen, take notice of what word or phrase is drawing your attention, speaking to you or touching your heart. And after we read and reflect together, we will practice a breath prayer. So just relax wherever you're at and allow the Holy Spirit to just hold you in Jesus's arms and see what word or phrase he's touching on your heart. We're going to be looking into Luke chapter one, where we see Mary's story. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. In another translation, it says,
1: Blessed are you among women. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, You have found favor with God.
0: The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from
1: God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. Let it be to me according to your word. Or may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
0: That time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb,
1: and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women! and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her." Well,
0: friend, I just want to ask you, What is the word or phrase that just drew you in, captured your attention, or you thought it was odd? I'm going to share one observation to encourage you. And Sandra's going to also share one observation that caught her attention as well. Well, one of the things that I noticed is that Mary, when she heard this news that she was pregnant with a promise, it says she got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country. Notice that it wasn't her own family. Notice that it she did not stay. And confide in the people that maybe we would expect her to. Instead, she went to be alone with Elizabeth and she was just a little bit ahead on the journey. And so it just reminded me, Sandra, of how you were just a little bit ahead because you had experienced war in a way that was so traumatic that it allowed you to give me space to share my situation of Feeling stuck myself. I had no idea, filled with confusion. And you created that space for me. And just like Elizabeth, you, I remember it's very emotional. You just affirmed me. You said what Elizabeth said. You're highly favored and blessed, Bonnie, even though I felt broken at the time. So we need, looking to each other, don't we? We need to be able to confide in our confusion. And in that confusion, A friend can still say, I understand, I've walked this path you're on, and you are highly favored. So friend, I encourage you, that's our soul care tip for this month, as you're looking for peace, is to meet with a friend, someone you can just be at rest with. And the second soul care prompt I want to give for you is to journal. Studies show that when you do journal, just even for 10 minutes uh Harvard Health Study has shown even just ten minutes once every three months will help allow you to pour out your heart to God to share your story and allow God to comfort you. Just that act of writing will help lower anxiety and give you a boost in your mood. Sandra, I want to ask which word or phrase spoke to you
1: it's the the phrase that no word of God would go unfulfilled, which is really comforting. God is faithful. And what His Word says to us, we can really rely upon. And we can wait with confidence that at His time, He will fulfill His plans for us, and that we can rest. We can just rest and be full of faith, just like Mary, because God is faithful.
0: Well, we're going to breathe in and exhale. Come back after a break with a breath prayer, and I have a special announcement to make.
1: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact.
0: Well, friend, we're going to practice our breath prayer for this week. And the phrase that I'm choosing is Mary's response. Let it be to me. According to your word. Breathe in, let it be to me. Breathe out, according to your word. Breathe in, let it be to me. Breathe out, according to your word. Sandra,
1: what is the phrase that would be your breath prayer? Exactly the same. May your word to me be fulfilled. Beautiful. Well, friend,
0: I have a very special announcement because... Sandra, I'd like to have us support you and your work in ministry to women in Croatia. And you have an exciting project. Even as you're healing on this journey yourself, you continue to pour out as you become refilled. Tell us about the project that we can join you, especially this Christmas. I want to encourage everyone to contribute because At the end of the year, it's such a wonderful time to contribute to ministries and nonprofits that are close and dear to your heart, because God is caring for women. Just like Sandra saw me, even though nobody else had in the moment, we can help women feel seen in their stories. So Sandra, I want you to share what you're doing, the project. And friends, I want you to prepare your hearts to give
1: towards a specific project which I'm so excited to share with you about. The project that I've been involved with that I actually started seven years ago is called Soaring in English, but we translated it in Croatian, Spread Your Wings. And what we're doing is we're helping women realize that they're important to God, that he is writing their stories. And my mission is to help women see and find their value in God's love and start this really living relationship with with the living God so that they could figure out what their mission in life is because God has a mission for each and every one of us. Love for you to share a story about a woman, how she
0: has been blessed through this soaring ministry, spreading her wings. We love
1: stories. One of the women that I met a few years ago, She is a cancer survivor, and she had a very difficult relationship with her mother-in-law. When she came to Soaring, she came to support one of her friends, and she didn't expect much. But what happened, she met God through our little group, and after Soaring group finished, we started reading the Bible together as a group. And as she got closer to Jesus and he got closer to her, this fall she testified to us, with tears in her eyes, that she was inviting her then estranged mother-in-law to her grandchild's christening. She said, I was able to forgive her. And that was such a powerful thing of how God is making us, It is giving us power to forgive, transforming us so that we can be at peace with people who hurt us and we can bring that peace to them. And open a possibility for relationships that were unhealthy and broken to be healed. Yeah,
0: I love that. It's refilling the women first, and out of that flows life. So, helping women to heal, to share their stories, and to hear them speak in their voice. And so, how many women have you brought through this soaring? Because this project is about creating this handbook that you have written and created. So, tell us about. How many women have been through this soaring? Tell us about where they are in the, the Eastern Europe. I know this because I am part of the prayer
1: support team for Sandra. So, of course, I'm excited. But I want us to hear it in her words. Yes, it is exciting. I am so thankful to God because uh, soaring is not only used in Croatia, but it's now being used in neighboring countries that also understand Croatian, which is Bosnia, Serbia as well. And the next country will be Slovenia. And so far there have been 580 women who have went through the course and we're nearing to uh, using up our 600 copies that we printed when we first started. And the plan is, and it's already in the works, to reprint at the beginning of next year to maybe go for a thousand copies. And it's really exciting because God used me to start this, but there are so many women who along the way got this spark inside of them to help women, to lead groups, to empower women, point them to Jesus so that they could be healed and then become healers themselves. Ooh, okay. Point them to
0: Jesus so they can heal and become healers themselves. So friends, I want you to give a gift this Christmas season because this is changing lives, and there's 600 copies, 600 women have been through it, and now they want to print a 1,000. Friends, I want you to click on the link that's in our show notes. If you're in my newsletter, you'll also see a picture of Sastra and her family. Let us be that brief community to help the wellness of women in Eastern Europe. You just make a contribution, whatever God puts on your heart, and let's just allow these women to soar. And know that we are behind them. So the link is in the show notes. Make sure you click and put them on your holiday shopping list because we want to send the seeds out, right? Without senders, how can our beloved sisters be sent this? So I want you to join me in supporting Sandra and the women that we will all meet in heaven one day. We'll be able to hear all the wonderful news And as you give, may you be filled with joy knowing that God is at work in your life and in all the women that he sees and hears. Sandra, I would love for you to end our time with a word of prayer.
1: Heavenly Father, I praise you. I thank you for your presence in our lives, that you are the author of all of our stories. You are the beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. You see us. And you have plans to bless us and give us future. I praise you and I worship you and I thank you for Bonnie and for her great community. I pray that you would be present with us through your spirit through this Advent season, that we would prepare our hearts to receive you, to make space for you, so that you would continue your great renovation and transformation of us, so that we would become more and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. What a powerful prayer. Well, friends,
0: join me. Let's make a gift contribution to Sandra's ministry for the Soaring Ministry for Women in Eastern Europe. Use the link in my show notes because it goes specifically to Sandra's ministry at Campus Crusades, which is called Crew. Remember that you're loved and you're cherished. Let's send a thousand copies to support the women in Eastern Europe. And together we can share God's love.
1: There's nothing in this world that He cannot do if we truly
0: allow His love.
1: We can do nothing without Him. Anything that we do
0: apart from Him is not something that's permanent. We all need His grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with
1: Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one Amen.